What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Couch Takes podcast, um, formerly up? known as the Couch Take podcast, as you might have heard in the last one. Thanks, Andrew, for that. <laughs> my bad. That's my fault. That's my fault. Yeah, we, we know it is. But um, so I currently have the flu, so this is going to be a real fun time. Uh, the flu podcast. Yeah. Here we go. Well, we uh, we said every Tuesday, and we got to get it done. So, uh, got to do what you got to do. It's I guess teamwork. It's called sacrifice for the team. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I think it's awesome. I'm super proud of you right now. Oh, thank you. That means a lot. So, man, have you um have you been keeping up with the combine at all this weekend? Uh, yeah, I really have. Um, I've been looking at. I think what everyone's been looking at is either uh, quarterbacks or defense, but I think more specifically everyone wants to know about quarterbacks. Well, yeah, man. I mean, um, Kyler Murray, dude. Like, do you see the stats about his arms and all that and, like, how he tested? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. He's he's a small guy. Well, I mean, he's taller than everyone expected him to be, but they said he yeah. has the shortest arms ever measured at the Combine, regardless of position. The shortest <laughs> Dude, that's pretty arms, crazy. Man. That's such a weird like the thing, shortest arms. Like you Well, I mean I, I think it gives kind of a reason behind the doubt of some of the GMs cuz you know you hear all these people like I don't know, do I want him? Is he worth it? You know, I think a lot of people are really nervous about it because of his size. And yeah, he was 1 inch taller than what everyone expected him to be. Ooh. But I mean, but at the same time though, I saw the other day, you know, his O-line was I believe a couple pounds smaller than the average NFL O-line size. Well, and they were almost the same exact height. Well, see, everyone keeps talking about how oh, he's a short guy and they're worried about passes mm. getting batted down at the line and all that, you know? Have you heard any talk yeah. about that? Yeah, I don't I don't see that being a well, problem personally. Uh, last season, I think it was, the quarterback with the highest percentage of batted down balls at the line was Joe Flacco, mm-hmm. who's 6 foot 6. So, yeah, but it's also Joe Flacco. Speaking of which, what do you think of him going to the Broncos? Is that a good move? Okay, yeah, so I'm really, really happy you said that because I have a friend who is a big-time Broncos fan. I'm sorry. He's he's Yeah, <laughs> he's a good friend of mine. But so he was really, really kind of talking because he thought for sure that um, Case Keenum, he was like, dude, like I really think he might be all right. And I tried to tell him, I was like, no, I was like, I'm telling you, like, he's not the guy. Like, I know he had a great year two years ago with Minnesota, but I'm telling you, he's not the guy. And it's not that I necessarily think that Flacco is the guy because I, no, I don't think he's the guy, but I do think he's an upgrade from Case Keenum. I will agree to that. Flacco is a definite upgrade from Case Keenum. I mean, the guy won a Super Bowl. Yeah, you could say, like, well, yeah. Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl, and most people will say, who's that? But that's my point, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, hey, there's I mean, there's no way just an average guy can win a Super Bowl. That's true. I mean, you got to be, I guess, a leader to some degree. I don't know exactly yeah. how much Joe Flacco has of that, but... I mean, he's proven himself in the league, I guess, more, or at least more mm-hmm. than Case Keenum has. Yeah, exactly, and that—that's why I was—I was texting him because he was super nervous about it. He was like, you know, I, I don't know how I feel about it, and I was just telling him, I was like, dude, he's better than Case Keenum. Yeah, that's all I have to say. I don't think you're gonna, you know, be world beaters now. I don't, but I do think he's an upgrade, and I think you know you might win two or three more games. Nah, probably not three, maybe two more games than you would have without him. So. With Flacco going to the Broncos, do you feel comfortable with Lamar Jackson as the starter with the Ravens? 
yeah, I definitely think he's pretty good. He's, I mean, I don't see anybody who's going to take his job for sure. He, he's got the starting job on lock without a doubt. Oh, that's um, for sure. I mean, yeah. I don't think that – I can't say he did bad last year. Because no, he certainly ex- so. he exceeded my expectations for sure. Yeah, me too. Um, I just don't know if I, I don't know. I need to see the passing numbers improve before I'm sold mm-hmm. on that. You know. Yeah, I, I Not completely. That he agree has to impress me, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I understand exactly what you're saying. I mean, that to me, that situation with Flacco and Lamar last season really brought up a lot of like quarterback issues in the league, if you want to put it that way. Mm-hmm. Meaning, like there was some sort of controversy about who should they go with when Flacco got healthy or whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, the same thing with Nick Foles, Carson Wentz, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. like, what do you think of, say, like, Ryan Tannehill in Miami? Um, Ryan Tannehill in Miami. Well, his backup is Brock Osweiler, who I Good don't think... Brock Lobster. It, yeah, I don't think he's going to take his job. But I will say this. I think out of all of the teams... Right now, who have, I guess, quote, I mean, I guess you would, yeah, I'd call him a franchise quarterback. I think of all of the teams who have one of those who's like maybe in jeopardy of losing their job to a drafted quarterback, it's going to be him. I think that's a fair assessment. I'd say next year he has a good chance of losing his uh, job to a first round quarterback. I remember the first year I did fantasy football. Mm -hmm. I I was reading up on on a bunch of stuff and I saw one guy say something like, this is Ryan Tannehill's year to break out. I was like, cool, I'm going to roll with him. And that was the <laughs> biggest mistake I had ever made in my life, man. There's never been a time in my life where I've played fantasy football and I thought Ryan Tannehill was the move. Ever. Eh, I have no one to blame but myself and that guy that I read that article from. Hey, but, I mean, if it makes you feel any better, one time I had Joe Flacco on my team, so. Is something wrong with you? I mean, I thought he was going to be pretty good after he won that Super Bowl. So, I mean, even the year after, or I mean, excuse me, two or three years after, I was like, hey, I mean, I was like, dude, the guy won a Super Bowl. So I was like, I'm drafting this guy to my team. Maybe he's just not doing what he was, but he'll be back. He never yeah, came back. Apparently not. <laughs> um, yeah, no, he never came back. So I, I'm sure you saw this, but just earlier today, mm-hmm. they announced that Nick Foles is going to sign with the Jags. And you called that last week on the pack, on the podcast, didn't you? Oh, I absolutely did. And I, as soon as I saw the report, I was like, oh, dude, I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to bring in all of this amazing, I did it, in your face, I called it. Okay, well, you also said Le'Veon's going to go there, so. Le'Veon has not signed anywhere yet. Yeah, that's true, but still I'm saying you're only halfway right right now. Oh, yeah. No, I know that. But for in like all honesty, all jokes aside, I think that was a good idea. Obviously, that's what I said uh, last week. I think Nick Foles is good for them. I don't think Blake Bortles is the guy anymore, like I said. Um, I really don't. I think Nick Foles has got it. I mean, if anything, you know, start Blake Bortles throughout the whole season, get you to the playoffs, start Nick Foles in the playoffs. Yeah, I don't know if I would go with that. Dude, but... Nick Foles is a playoff quarterback, apparently. He's a playoff guru. Um, you know who's not? Who's that? Apparently Marcus Mariota, man. <laughs> yeah, no, I would definitely not categorize him as a playoff. He throws guru. touchdowns to himself, but no one else in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, but, I kind of forgot he even okay. made it to the playoffs. This is my thing. I really like the guy. I've liked mm-hmm. him since he was at Oregon. Yeah, he seems like he's, a good he's guy. A, yeah, he's a stand-up guy, you know, no big deal. Yeah. And he gets drafted and he goes to the Titans, which is Pretty neat because, you know, that's like the closest team to where we're from. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I guess you could say Atlanta is, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. So I, you know, I just I wanted to like this guy, and I just I can't. I don't know, man. I don't I don't think that he's worth keeping around. To be honest, Mariota. Yeah. I I would give him one more year. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. I think he gets this one more year and this one more shot. Yeah. But if if you don't see some drastic improvement, you can't keep seeing 15 touchdowns, 15 interceptions every year, man. That's almost worse than having a Trent Dilfer. Yeah, no, I I agree with you completely. I do think um that I mean he's another quarterback who has a chance of losing his job to a drafted QB. I would say I that, so. but for next year, not this year. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. That's the same thing with Tannehill. I don't think I think they'll give him one more year because I think I think Miami's looking at drafting a quarterback in the twenty twenty draft. I was thinking same. they would go for one this year, but you know if, you think if the so? price is right, they might trade trade up, try who, to get Dwayne Haskins. Who, who? Oh, you think maybe Dwayne Haskins this year? Yeah. Maybe. See, no, I think I think Giants got Dwayne Haskins this year. I mean, I think so. He's a. I mean, the guy can throw. He's a good quarterback. Be, he broke several records. Nice. Yeah, I think he would fit really well with what they're wanting to do, especially like you said, Odell and then Saquon. That'd be a killer offense, and I just I think that would work best. I think Dolphins. I think they're eyeing Tua right now. Okay, so just to switch it up a little bit. Okay. You remember last year when Jameis Winston got suspended for three games, right? Yeah. And then Fitzpatrick came in and balled out, and then sucked, and you know did his normal routine. <laughs> yeah. Remember how people were saying, like, how can you keep staying with Jameis Winston? Like, why not just cut him and move on, right? Yeah. Like, I he's mean, not, like he obviously hasn't panned out like people yeah. thought he would. So, Bruce Arians, who's now the head coach at Tampa Bay, is saying, like, he's fully behind Jameis. He thinks that he can reach his potential. You got to. You got to stand behind your quarterback. Yeah, I mean, you got to, but I don't think it doesn't mean I think he's right. I, I think mean, his oh, opinion yeah. on that is completely yeah. wrong. But, I mean, if you're in his shoes, what are you going to do? You're going to be with Jameis. You're, I mean, you're going to say, I'm with my quarterback, whether you actually are or not. You're going to tell him and tell everybody else, I stand behind uh, Jameis Winston. Okay, so to touch on that, do you think he actually believes that? Do you think he's actually going to stand behind Jameis or undercut him? Um, I think he's going to try and stand behind Jameis, but I think uh, he's on a very uh, – I think he's on a very tight leash. I mean, he should be. I think be. that's a good way to word it. I mean, he's constantly been in trouble. Yeah. Like, every he, year he he's been in the league, every year issues. in college. Yeah. I mean, it's like, how many chances are we going to give one guy, you know what I mean? Second yeah, chances, no, yeah, but that. he's on, like, his sixth chance. And I'm not yeah. saying maybe he shouldn't get a role as a backup or whatever, but it's not like the play warrants him staying as the starter, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I get that. I don't think he's, you know, doing anything incredible. I mean, they're not going to the playoffs either. <laughs> so oh, you think you think the Cowboys are going to get to the playoffs with uh, Jason Witten? <laughs> um, I don't think Jason Witten's going to be the reason. I think they would have gone. I think they're going to go to the playoffs with or without Jason Witten. And to I be mean, honest, I think the reason he's coming back isn't just because you know he got tired of football, or excuse me, tired of not playing football. You know, he missed it and all that. I think that was part of it. But I think a really big portion was he saw all these guys they brought in. I think he's really, really excited about uh, where the team is moving forward. And I think he, for a while there he was really getting tired of it. But I now mean, that he sees Coop coming in, Alan Hearns is coming back from injury, and then obviously you got Zeke and Dak who were – I mean, they've both proven they're pretty good players. And I think he just wants to be a part of that again. 
I think his is the example of he's done football his entire life, mm-hmm. and eventually he hit this wall, and he's like, hey, I'm old. This hurts. And he's like, I just don't think I can do this anymore, and he hung it up. But then I think the job as the announcer might have been the worst route he could have gone for two reasons. Uh, one, because he sucked, and two, <laughs> because um, he ha- like he has to watch football like 24-7 for his job. Yeah. For 17 weeks and then the playoffs, you know? Yeah, so, I'm sure. I mean, you miss like it he's when gonna, you're Yeah, he's going to miss that. So I think he's at yeah. that point where he exhausted himself on the field for however many years he played. And yeah. then now he's just like, well, I probably shouldn't have done that. Just stayed, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, it does bring to question, though, you know, how much longer is he going to come back and stay for? I mean, I would say kind of like a Marshawn type thing. Maybe like... yeah. Two years, maybe three, because Marshawn's yeah, still fair. a Marshawn's still a free agent right now. Like yeah, the Raiders haven't resigned him, but no one else has. Yeah, I don't see anybody picking him up either. No, I, I think if anything, he'll resign with the Raiders for a one-year deal, just because you know they're still in. You know, just because they're still in Oakland. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's true. He's definitely not going to want to be on the team when they move to Vegas. No, I doubt it. I think the only reason he did the Oakland thing was because it was Oakland, and I think that meant a lot to him. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, he does a bunch of stuff with the community there, so I can't say I blame the guy, you know? I mean, that's, like, it would be like if, you know, if Birmingham had a professional team and I was actually gifted at, you know, football. (laughs) That's a stupid analogy, but you get my point. That's the team I'd want to play for, you know what I mean? I don't know. To be honest, I wouldn't really want to play for Birmingham, but I guess me and you see it differently. I suppose, man. No, yeah, I I can tell you right now. I'm excited to see what Jason Witten does with the Cowboys. I'm really excited to see him off the field. (laughs) Yeah. Out of the booth, on the field. It'll be cool. He's definitely one of the best, if not the greatest, um, tight end ever to play. I'll say one of, but not, not the... Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I guess some people would make an argument, Cowboys fans, but um, of course, he's still incredible. There's no doubt about that, and so I guess it's really exciting to see him come back to the football field. So I know you um, didn't you mention that something about Captain Marvel? Oh yes, oh yes. Okay, I'm glad you said that, dude. This movie's gonna be so good, or at least I hope it's gonna be so good. I haven't seen anything about it because, you know, they have all these people. They ch- uh, Rotten Tomatoes changed their ratings thing to where you can't say, I want to see it or whatever, because all these people were, I guess they were calling them trollers, were uh, going on there and they were literally just saying, I don't want to see it. This movie's going to be garbage just because, you know, it was a woman. To be honest, I don't want to get into that. I don't really care. I think it's going to be a good movie. I'm excited. I think Brie Larson's a good actress. I know you don't really care about, you know, Marvel well, look, movies, but I think explain, they're cool. Explain the plot to me. Of Captain Marvel, do you know like what it's about at all? Um, I don't know a ton. Like, I don't read comics or anything Does anyone? like that. Um, I mean, I guess the people who do the movie, I don't know. I know wow. that. Okay, so no, I know that from what I well from what I've read and like I've never read the comics, but before I'm read about the comics, you know, she's supposed to be like biggest. Like, she's kind of like the Superman of this, uh, of the Marvel thing, you know? Yeah, that's what I got just from looking at the costume. That might have been, yeah, like, a, a dull observation, but I was just like, I, you know, it looks kind of like Superman, I guess, you know? Yeah, and so what is today? Today is... The third? Tu- 
Today is the 3rd. Okay, yes. So this will be airing on Tuesday, March um, March 4th. I mean, excuse me, 5th. This will be airing on nice Tuesday, March 5th, 2019. If you have yet to see the Avengers Infinity War, I'm sorry. I guess, I mean, please don't turn off the podcast, but I mean, shame on you if you haven't already seen it. I'm going to spoil it. it for you. Oh, well, do you care if I spoil it? Oh, I already know what it's about. And first of all, I don't think you should spoil it. Just because, Why? I don't know. Just we're a sports podcast, man. We're not shame about, on the hey, people who haven't seen it yet. Shame on it. Look, that movie's just turned into a giant. It's meme been at this out point. over a year. Yeah, Look, over a year. Have I ever explained my grievances on Marvel movies? No, you haven't, and I don't really know if I want to hear it. What is it? I think it's a very cheap way of storytelling. In in a, in a sense, Dude, there's some the movies are so good. Wow, that's a nice argument. No, listen, okay? I just want to point out <laughs> that the plot for almost every single Marvel movie is the same exact thing. That's now, not granted, true. shush, okay? Infinity War, I think that's what it's called, right? Yeah, <laughs> uh, Avengers Infinity War. Infinity War and Deadpool were a little bit different because you had the anti-hero, and then Infinity War, you know, the ending was different okay. than most. Nope, nope, let me finish. Every single wrong. Marvel movie is the same exact plot of, here's a good guy, everyone counts him out, here's a bad guy, how are we going to defeat this guy, somehow we defeated this guy, yay. Isn't that every action film ever made? That's a lot of them, yeah, and a lot of them are lazy and dull, but these Marvel movies get crazy attention because these people have superpowers and because it's like- it's, Yeah, and it's cool. And, no, no, and another thing is it's all com- like computer generated and all that, and then that really, really bothers me. Like, I think it was The Dark Knight. DC likes to rely more on... I'm, yeah. I, I'm not saying I like DC better or anything. I'm just not a superhero person. But DC likes to rely a lot more on practical effects rather than CGI. Like in The Dark Knight, well, yeah. they actually flipped a semi-trailer in the streets. You know? Like, oh, yeah, it's no, cool uh, to oh. see that. Yeah, no. The Dark Knight is one of my favorite movies ever. I love that movie. But no, you're wrong, though. And let me tell you why. Okay. Um, so first off, going back to what you, like you kind of started off wrong anyway, because you compared Avengers and Deadpool, which yes, they are both Marvel No, movies. I didn't compare them. I said they're different. Well, I meant like you were like putting them in the same category is what I'm saying. Just let me finish. Just let me finish. I'll let you finish. Elaborate. Let me finish. Okay. So you were like talking about them both. You can't even talk about them both because one Avengers is actually like Marvel, Marvel studios, like Marvel studios made that movie. Marvel Studios did not make Deadpool. Fox made Deadpool. 20th Century Fox. Okay. So they they completely different. Like, 20th Century Fox is, well, now they're owned by Disney, but when Deadpool and Deadpool 2 came out, they were not. And so those were made by different um, different studio and everything. So anyway, going off on that, these movies, they have so many great aspects about them. They have great actors, you know, big-name actors. The... Um, budget for the films is huge. They can do so much with these films. They do great marketing. There's tear joking, tear jerking moments in all of them. There's humor. Like, have you ever seen Thor Ragnarok? No, dude. That I'm telling you, you would love that movie. It's so good. It. No, I'm telling you, it is so good. It's a good movie. I don't. I mean, I guess I can't change your opinion, but they're fantastic Look, films. Okay. I'm I, so excited. I don't about care these next that two. you like them. I just like to mess with you. Mm-hmm. And the same goes for anybody. I don't care that anyone likes these movies. Just the concept 
is just drawn out to me. I don't know. Like we've been making superhero movies since like the sixties, and a uh, lot of them is you reusing. Really. What do you mean? No, the first big superhero film, like like actual like superhero movie that was like legit was the first X Men movie, and I want to say that came out in ninety eight. Okay, actually, it might have been a TV show, but you see what I'm saying? Adam West is Batman, dude. Yeah, but I I mean, who counts that? Anyone? Like, it's Adam friggin' West, dude. Anyway, not the point. I'm just saying, it's been drawn out at this point. I do not know how much further you could take it with, like, ten characters, dude. Well, see, that's kind of what the thing is going for, though, with um, this whole event. Like, after Infinity, or, excuse me, not Infinity War, after Captain Marvel... Then we're going to get Avengers Endgame, which is the sequel to yeah, Infinity War, which is going to you know tie up everything that's happened from what I understand. Obviously, I don't know because I haven't seen the movies yet, or I haven't seen like the new these these new movies that are coming out. I have no idea. Um, but from what I understand, there's a lot of you know there's going to be a lot of new characters that when they're moving forward. Personally, I think either Captain America or Iron Man's going to die. I have no idea, obviously. So, I mean, if you're listening to this and you think I have like some kind of inside scoop, I don't. No one, Andrew. What what, what scoop do you have, man? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, hey, I got the Nick Foles thing right. Yikes, that's kind of true. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you, I I might have some insider info and people don't know. Oh man, my dude, sources. Dude, sorry, just to cut in for a second. This flu is killing me right now. Like I'm trying to hold back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so sorry about that, everyone. I'm Did trying you get my a best. shot today to take care of this? No, he didn't even offer me a shot. He said, "He said, here's a prescription. Here's some Tamiflu. Have fun." And then Dang. he he told me not to go to school for two days, which I'm not complaining about. Oh but yeah, no, you know I wouldn't be upset about that. Um, but you know, like my teachers are like such sticklers. They're like, uh, I mean, like I I can't say I blame them. But at the same time, everyone else is so relaxed that it's kind of it kind of sucks. But mm-hmm. like one of my teachers, you can only miss this class twice, and if you miss it more than twice, you fail the class. Dude, what what class is it? it it's uh it's the last sports management class you have to take. It's a seminar class, so it basically prepares you for your internship that you have to do after you dude. complete all your classes. But anyway, I'd be ticked. It's an eight a.m. class, dude. Mm. And I'm I've been having such trouble sleeping. It's amazing that I get to, I get to that class on time. Okay, I, w- I want to make a public service announcement. If you're in high school or you're thinking about going to college or anything like that, do not take 8 a.m.s. I'm telling you, the you know the stories about all these people like you know skipping class on this kind of, it's legit. I'm telling you, you're not going to go. You may think to yourself when you're at your orientation and you're making your schedule, like, oh, yeah, no, it's not going to be that bad. I can do it. I'm telling you, you can't. You're yeah. not going to. Okay, don't first, do it. I'll try to be good cop on this one. It's not as bad as you think because I've got four out of five days this week at eight a.m.s, and I think I've only missed two of them. How did I do it? Because how? That's just how it lined up, dude. Anyway, I couldn't do look, that. It's the not the worst. I'll go is nine. Okay, okay. I'm just saying. Look, you just gotta have some self discipline. And in my case, set twenty seven alarms every morning. That number's mm-hmm. not an exaggeration. That's exactly how many alarms I set every morning. And yeah. it's awful, and I usually sleep through at least 14 of them. But that's beside the point. Yeah, anyway, I feel like we want to jump back into sports because it's, yeah. it's been a few minutes. Um, so I know me and you were talking about this, uh, and we wanted to kind of keep it separate from each other so we could have a good conversation about it. Yeah. But I want well, to shift over. We I both to transition kind of agreed over. on our answer on this. Yeah, so I want to transition over to who is the most underrated player in the NBA right now. 
Yes, and we both when you you ask me this because you know we had to do this thing you know every week or I guess this is only second week, but what we've done is we got together, made a script, talked about um, what we want to talk about, and Trey asked me. He said, "Who's the most underrated player in the NBA?" And I responded, "Damian Lillard." And he immediately said, "That's exactly what I was going to say." But obviously, we can't say the same answer. So I had to come up with a new one. Uh, Trey, do you want me to go first, or do yeah, you, you go? You go ahead first, because I got some okay. stats for you, man. Okay, you're gonna throw it at me. And so anyway, I guess if you're at like you know what qualifies as um, underrated in our eyes, uh, to me, I mean like y- you can make you know an All Star game or anything like that, you know. But if I feel like you're not being talked about, if you're doing great things for your team and you're not really getting noticed, uh, then I would say that makes you an underrated player. So I feel like my answer, you know, to be honest with you, the more I looked into it, um, the more I kind of wanted to change my answer anyway from Dame. And so I picked Kimball Walker. I think Kimball Walker <laughs> might be the Neat. most underrated player in the NBA. And Trey did not know I was going to say Kimba. Because um, I didn't, well, after we both agreed on Damien, I was like, I got to pick somebody new. So I didn't want him to know. So anyway. So win me over with this. Okay. I got my stats from uh, Basketball Reference and Bleacher Report, just to say. Okay. Okay. Hit me. So, this year, Damian – excuse me. <laughs> wow. Kimball Walker – yeah, I already started off bad. Kimball Walker this year is averaging a career high 25.2 points per game. Last mm. year, he had 23 points per game. So, he's increased off last year. So, he's getting better every single year. He averages almost 20 points per game in his entire career. He's shooting 43% from the field, almost 36% mm. from three. Okay, so this guy, he's playing extremely well on offense. The uh, Hornets need it. It's not like they're an incredible team because they're not, and they definitely would be lost without Kimba. And you may be asking yourself, what gives you the right to say they'd be lost without Kimba? Well, let me tell you something. The Hornets net ratings, the Hornets net ratings <laughs> drop from 11.3 to negative – 22.9 when he comes off the court. What? 11.3 to negative 22.9 when he comes off the court. That's right. according to Bleacher Report. I want to give just a little rebuttal. Okay. Not that I disagree with you, because mm-hmm. in a sense that I do, because I think that me and you kind of think similarly when it comes to the NBA on most things. Yeah. And I, uh, so. I can I can agree with you that Kimba is an underrated player. Obviously, underrated doesn't mean bad in this situation. But I think... He is less underrated than Lillard, and I'll say just a little bit why. So okay. I think I think one of the reasons that he is considered underrated is because he is in a smaller market, but so is Damian. Um, but also, yeah. as you said, he's the only attraction on that team for the most part in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. So he gets that attention that he deserves because, and but also just having Michael Jordan at the face of your organization, you're going to get more attention regardless, even if you are in a smaller market. You know what I mean? Yeah, but how often do you see an NBA commercial where, well, I guess that's partly because of what you said, you know, it's the Hornets, small market, but how often do you see an NBA commercial where they talk about, you know, the best point guards best point guards in the game and they talk about Kemba? Never. They never talk about Kemba when they talk about the best point guards. And I think you can make an argument he's a top five guard. Yeah, I think there's an argument, but I'll tell you what there's not an argument for. Damian Lillard okay. is a top five guard, okay? That's, yeah. So, how is he underrated then? Hold on to your seats, okay? (laughs) So, these are some stats I pulled up. Also from uh, Basketball Reference and NBA.com. So, 
Portland's market size is ranked 22nd out of 30 in the entire league, okay? It was okay. lower than that uh, many years ago, so it's getting bigger, but it's still not huge. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that is the main reason that he is in this underrated spot. I don't think I needed to elaborate on that because we just talked about that with Kimbo, but you get what I'm saying. So he has averaged over 20 points per game every year except his rookie year, and that year he averaged 19 points a game. He's the Blazers' second all-time leading scorer, and by the end of the uh, well, by the end of the season, he will be, mm-hmm. and he'll, he's going to pass Lamarcus Aldridge for second place, only after Clyde Drexler. Okay. Okay. He has a career plus-minus of nineteen point eight, and it's funny Dang, you brought up Kimba. That's pretty big. That's cool. It's funny that you brought up Kimba, because he was one of my examples that I used because I wanted to compare that plus-minus to other players. Okay. Okay. Kimba has a career plus-minus of negative five point one. <laughs> Bradley <laughs> Bradley Beal is a career average of uh or a career total of six point nine. Kyrie Irving is a career total of fifteen point one. Okay. And he's only and he's only played for seven seasons. Did you get all that? Yeah, no, I hear I hear you. I hear you. Oh, and also on that plus minus thing, he's been positive every year except his rookie year, and he was only a minus point eight. So it's Dang consistently dude. been good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, like I but said, but I know you're earlier. not going to disagree with me on this one because we were going to choose the same guy anyway. But yeah. I had to get my case out there. No, I love I think, you, Damien. Well, let me tell you something about Kemba that I think is a travesty. He's only had one All Star appearance. How? How sway? <laughs> How? One All Star appearance, dude. The guy is so good. I mean, he. I mean, he can play both ways, offense and defense. He's a good player. I mean. I will say this, Damian does have four All-Star appearances, including this year. Mm-hmm. However, his arguably his best year was the 16-17 season, where he had a career high in points, and he almost had career highs in rebounds and assists, but it was like right up there. So it was his best season all around, and he didn't make the All-Star team. So I, yeah. I see where you're coming from, from yeah. a certain angle. But I would agree with you, Kemba deserves more. Absolutely. I think he's definitely a top five guard. I mean, that's that's my opinion, I guess. I think the stats show he is top five, but... I don't know, man. I, I guess it's just Dame. like like Damian and Kemba are just... They're not like... They're not the flashiest players in the world. They show up and they do their job and they do it really well, you know? Yeah. And I feel like glam has a lot to do with, especially all-star appearances, you know, since fans get a vote. Mm-hmm. And then them being in small markets doesn't help either so they don't have the biggest fan bases. So I, I feel like that's one of the reasons that they are so underrated. Like, I'm glad we can agree on both players on this one. Okay, so if you – okay, we keep saying, you know, top five point guards. If you had to name your top five, who would it be? Uh, I hate doing this. I get – I don't know how, but I get asked this question like once a month, and I never know how to answer it. <laughs> what? Who asks you this? I, got, I have other friends that talk about sports. You're not my only dude. Yeah, I talk about sports, but no one just uh, asked me once a week, hey, who's the top five guards? I didn't say once a week, Ding Dong. That would be obsessive, okay? So, mm-hmm. anyway, I don't know if I could put them in order, but I, I feel think... like I could. Okay, go I ahead. Think we, I think we both should have the same number one. Steph Curry. Absolutely. It's got to be Steph Curry. I don't know anyone in the game Dang. who's a better Dude, I was so worried we were about to get an argument right there. My no, flu-ridden no, no, no. body cannot handle that right now. I definitely agree. It's uh, Steph Curry. Who's your number two? 
as much as it pains me to say it, my two and three are probably Westbrook and Harden. Uh, except I'd probably put Harden above Westbrook. Harden? Yeah. I said point guard. Yeah, he technically plays that now, doesn't he? Uh, I would not put him at point guard, no. Chris Paul's his point guard. I guess that's true. Before Chris Paul got there, he was playing point guard. I guess I forgot about that. But, but yeah, I don't know. Westbrook would probably be up there. I would probably have Damian at five, maybe four. To be honest, I think I'd put Kyrie at number two. Oh, dude, I don't know how that slipped my mind. I'm right there with you on that. I think I'd put Kyrie at number two. Number three, Russ. Uh, Number four, uh, probably Damian. And then number five, I would put it uh, Kimba. Kimba at five. Interesting. But, I mean, I've got to stick with what I said. I think he's a top five. I think he's a top five point guard. I really do. All right, man. And then, you know, I don't know. I know um, a few people are probably asking, you know, how we kept Ben Simmons out of the top five. I just, I haven't seen enough from Ben Simmons to make me oh, think oh, look, that he's I mean, top five. I mean, Andrew knows I'm a big Sixers fan. Yeah. And I've been following Ben since, you know, obviously since the Sixers got him. And I love the dude, and I think he's an all-star. I don't think he's top five right now. but Dude I think, can't even shoot a basketball. Okay, I think he can. I just think he's skittish. But um, <laughs> he's skittish? Yeah. A top five point guard's not skittish, so. Well, that's why I said he's not top five. Were you listening? Yeah, no, I heard you. I heard you. So, yeah, my point is, I think if he can get more aggressive on shots and driving in the lane, then he'll get there. No problem. Well, I I really thought we'd see a, a significant difference in his uh, shooting numbers this year, but I have not seen that at all. Just from watching as many games as I have, he's a lot better around the rim. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I would but, agree with that. But, 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 like, from jump shots, no, I mean, he didn't take a leap, but, yeah. oh, well. Yeah, and, and don't get me wrong when I say that he's not top five, because, I, I mean, I don't think he's top five, but I think he's a great player. I think he's really, really good, and I think he has a lot of yeah. upside to go. And then him paired with Embiid is really crazy. But Oh, yeah, Embiid is so good, but so, we're, okay. let's not and, get on a tangent. No, but I, I can use this to um, – because I know we want to bring up this next point. Uh, you know how Embiid, you, you saw where he got fined the other day? Yes, I did. Yeah, okay. So for you, for those of you who didn't see it, uh, there was a big no call at the end of the game that after the game, well, okay, this no call could have changed the game and potentially the Sixers could have won, but they didn't, obviously. So um, Who were they playing? Was it Boston? Yeah, I think it was. Okay, so, Boston. All right, painting so, the picture. So the no call was on Joel Embiid, and after the end of the game, he's doing his press conference, you know, the Mm -hmm. NBA uh, sends out a message that says, yeah, it should have been called, that was a foul, he should have gone to the line and shot two, right? Yeah. So, I don't think Joel's even heard that at this point, but he's just so angry, he goes up to the mic, (laughs) and he did did his whole interview, and then they said, all right, you're done, thank you, and then he goes, and then he just leans down to the mic and goes, you know, F the refs, and then he just yeah. he gets up and walks away, and they find him like what twenty five thousand for it or something. Yeah, he he's got an attitude on him. He does. Uh, I mean, he does, but that's not my point. There, do you not think it's ridiculous that people get criticized or people get fined, whether it be coaches or players, for criticizing referees when they suck at their job? I do understand um, why that bothers people. I completely get it because to me that I mean you gotta. I mean, if someone can criticize me, why can't I criticize them? You know what I mean? Like, why am I getting fined $25,000? Because I said, you know, you did a bad job today. Okay. But this is at the th- same time, 
I get why the NBA doesn't want them to do that. They want them to handle it internally because it is a bad image when you're going out there saying, yeah, the the refs but in that's this the thing, though. suck. It can't be handled internally because the NBA doesn't care, man. The NBA doesn't care that the refs suck. They've done nothing to try to fix it. Every year, arguably, I say it gets worse. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if I would say it gets worse. I mean, I think it stays just as bad every year, but I will say... But it's not good. I think, that's the point. Yeah, I think most sports fans would agree NBA refs are the worst in professional sports. Yeah, I, I think that's doubt, an easy call. I can't... So I don't I, I just, think any... And I mean, but at the same time, I mean, human error is a part of the game, and I mean, that sucks sometimes, but... I definitely would prefer human error over, you know, electronics and all like, you know, all kinds of things like making sure every single call is perfect because then that kind of takes away the emotion of the game sometimes. All right, but, I want to throw I want to throw in an analogy real quick before we wrap things okay. up. Right. Uh I I've used this analogy before and it's probably not great, but it makes sense in my mind. So, <laughs> okay. If I work at McDonald's, which fun fact, I did before for one month. It was terrible. I did not know that. Oof. When did you work at McDonald's? When I was 16, I think. No, you didn't. I did, I promise. I knew you when you were 16, and I've never seen you in a McDonald's uniform you think, in my you life. You think I advertised that fact? Okay, regardless, doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, I so would. if I'm working so, okay. at McDonald's, okay, and yeah. I'm the cook, and I'm I'm flipping burgers, whatever, okay? Mm-hmm. If, say, I put on 20 burgers on the grill, and then I decide it would be funny to get all the burgers on two spatulas and then start throwing them at customers. Um, <laughs> do you think I'd get fired for doing that? Absolutely. Okay, so what's the moral? I sucked at my job and I did things which I shouldn't have done and I got fired. Yeah. Refs have been caught in collusion before, you know, rigging games for gambling and stuff. Now, granted, this is in the early 2000s, but you can't tell me it doesn't still go on. But the point uh, is... Yeah, it if probably you suck, does. But if you suck at your job... You should be fired, right? That's like Absolutely. that's how a job works. So it's yeah. like every year, it doesn't get better. Arguably, it gets worse, and nothing changes. Well, all they do is is they get all they. I mean, like which at the same time, I mean, I feel like it is kind of hard to just find refs who know what they're doing. But instead of firing them, they just put them through the same exact training and say we'll get better next year. Yeah, and it's and it's a sad thing to say. But, um, yeah, they don't. They don't get any better. I'll definitely agree with you on that. I do think you have a little bit more emotion behind it because I feel like um, you're still a little hyper from what happened with the 76ers the other day. But I do agree. By far, the worst refs in professional sports are NBA, and I don't see it getting any better anytime soon. Um. All right. Well, I think we're gonna wrap this up. Uh, yeah. Just before we go, I want to mention that we are doing a special episode on Thursday this week, so you're gonna get an extra one this week. So. The reason we're doing that is so that we can talk about the results of this year's Combine as a whole uh, because it's still going on as of the recording of this episode. And we're also going to make a slight schedule change. So starting from this Thursday when you get the extra episode, you're going to get a new episode every Thursday from then on instead of Tuesday. Yeah, and I just want to say real quick before we close out, uh, thank you so, so much for listening. Everyone who's left good reviews, keep them coming. We really, really appreciate it. This has given me and Trey an awesome opportunity to get together, talk about what we love, and it's been really incredible. So I just want to say everybody have a great week, um, and God bless. All right, see you all.